Hey everyone, I am Oklahoma Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell coming to you with another edition of the Innovate That podcast brought to you by Ocast. We just bring you wonderful companies, organizations around Oklahoma, and making the connection for you all about how they are interacting with our innovation pipeline model that we have here in Oklahoma and OCAST. And uh, really excited about today. I, I know this team really well. Today we have an exciting lineup. So a number of folks that I'm bringing to you all today that explores deep into the world of innovation, workforce development, and really the dynamic interaction of STEM education in Oklahoma as well. So in this episode... We're joined by Dave Stewart, Chief Administrating Officer for the Mid-America Industrial Park, which is a really big deal inside the state of Oklahoma, our premier mega site that we have here in the state. Scott Fry, the Director of Workforce Development at the Mid-America Industrial Park. Max Harris, Vice President at HIMSAW, which is based at the Mid-America Park. And Abby Emmert, a student representative who was a participant in the OCAS-sponsored STEM internship at Mid-America. So really connecting some dots for our listeners today about kind of how all this works. So please welcome Dave, Scott, Max, and Abby. They're not a band. They're not a band, but they're here to certainly talk about all the great things that are happening out at Mid-America. So thank you all for being here today. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Let's jump right in to it. Let's begin with an introduction and maybe provide some information about your organization. Well, I'll start off, Matt. Glad to be here and glad to have uh, you addressing workforce. Uh, Mid-America is one of the largest industrial parks in the country, eighth largest in the world. 4,500 people go to work there every day. Mm-hmm. And we have 80 companies, of which Hemsaw here today is represented very well. So workforce is critically important to us. Our job is to attract companies and to also help our companies grow. So they can't do that without workforce. Right. So, Yeah, and eighth largest industrial park in the world. Correct. Right there in the prior area. Most people, they've probably heard about Mid-America, maybe been in some news stories because they have some very exciting companies looking at Oklahoma and looking at Mid-America. But to be able to be uh, called the eighth largest in the world is a big flex for us here in Oklahoma. So Dave, tell us about Mid-America. Mid-America is actively integrating STEM education into its workforce development programs. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, We looked at the labor shed. Obviously, workforce is one of the most critical resources that a company needs to be successful. So when we looked at our workforce, we looked at the labor shed and the high school spread within that area. And we decided that, you know, how do we reach our students? How do we get inside the schools and get our companies to talk to the students, educate them about the opportunities? And so the STEM lab was a natural kind of offshoot of that discussion. So we decided to invest in STEM labs across our labor shed so that companies could go talk to the students and students could find out about the opportunities uh, here at the park. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing it because we talk about STEM. Everybody talks about STEM, but we need organizations investing in it. High schools talk about it. Middle schools talk about it. But to make that kind of actual investment kind of proves the point that that's what companies are looking for. I'm assuming a lot of companies out of Mid-America. Absolutely. And and we have 2,000 seniors graduating in our labor shed every year. So as we looked at the numbers, we said we need to invest in our youth and the schools. So it's been a great investment. That's great to hear. Scott, can you elaborate a little bit on the STEM programs at Mid-America, how they ensure that students are well-prepared for this real-world challenges that they're going to encounter in their careers? 
Absolutely. So we look at STEM as kind of the hook to engage uh, young people in the area. But we really try to be intentional that we're not doing STEM for the sake of STEM, but doing STEM for the sake of workforce development. And so Dave mentioned the investment in the STEM labs at the 18 area school districts. When we put those together, we made sure that the kits, the projects that are inside those STEM labs are aligned with the skill sets that are needed, that are in demand uh, locally at the industrial park. And so we've got a variety of STEM programs even outside of the STEM labs. We're, we've got STEM programs utilizing BMX bikes, uh, drones, mm-hmm. robotics, even STEM fishing. And so we just try to utilize those mechanisms to make that connection with the students and then through that process, create that awareness of what those opportunities are for them locally and what types of skills that they're learning, how those are applicable to the park. But recently, we just completed our second cohort of the STEM internship program, which was sponsored by OCAST, who has a long history of college-level internship programs. Yes, they do. Yeah. We pilot a project at the high school level. And of course, today we have Abby, who is a product of that. And we really try to recruit for three different levels. And those levels being entry-level workforce, middle-skilled, and then highly-skilled. And typically, the highly skilled workers, uh, young people in our community, they go off to college, they get and land great jobs and do good things, but we lose that talent in our community. So this program has given us the opportunity to show them what their opportunities are locally at Mid-America Industrial Park, and they get the chance to work for a company, and if not a couple of companies, through that experience. So they really leave with a real-world experience out of there and in-depth knowledge of uh, what's available to them right there. Yeah, I've certainly seen that over the last few years. Again, we say real world experience as well. I mean, it's invaluable. It's absolutely invaluable. And I mean, I knew about these STEM uh, programs that you've had out at MidAmerica, but it's very good to hear about. And certainly I hope someone's listening right now that may want to plug into it. As you said, we have somebody, Abby, with us. So you've been a part of the MidAmerica STEM internship program, as we've talked about. I mean, share some specific examples of how the hands-on experience in the Mid-America STEM internship have positively impacted your development and really prepared you for today? So I started out my freshman year of high school with the Applied Engineering Technology program at Prior High School. And that basically took hands-on learning to a different level and tackled real-life problems and industries today. And then I got to apply that with HIMSAW. So it took Everything from a theoretical level to a like actual real life example of how we can improve industries today. And then from HIMSAW, I went on to the Mid-America Industrial Park Internship. And that just introduced me to a whole new world of real life applications and tools. I didn't really get a whole lot of experience with bigger tools that I would have like with the internship. So some examples of that would be like electrical trainers. I did like printed circuit boards in high school, but the electrical trainers were much bigger and much more hands-on. And then like a five foot 3D printer, (laughs) uh, big rep, CNC machines, power tools, and then of course communication with my peers. That was something that was huge to have people from different schools come into one internship and have so many different experiences from their different applied engineering technology programs, and then just to be able to communicate that. And all of those things led to where I am now. 
one big thing that I love to brag upon is that I knew exactly what I wanted to do right outside of high school. Mm. And a lot of people can't say that. Right. So I knew exactly what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. Like I wanted to do industrial engineering. My freshman year of high school, I knew that I wanted to do engineering. I figured it out by my junior year of high school that I wanted to do industrial engineering through HIMSAW. All of that experience just made it possible for me. And then of course, with the internship, we also toured schools. So we took a tour of OSU and their three stories of awesomeness at the Endeavor building. So put that on a brochure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just convinced me that that was the place that I needed to go. And now I'm at OSU and I'm a freshman there. That's so. great. And we actually flipped you, right, Abby? Yeah, they yeah. they did flip me. I was pretty set on going to the University of Arkansas. Oh, okay. And so I took a tour there with my mom and it was just very underwhelming. Yeah. Their industrial yeah. engineering program was like, yeah, a OSU yikes. <laughs> has made some major investments there. Kudos to them to getting the best talent in the state of Oklahoma. That that is a great connecting the dots story. It's exactly the kind of examples that we're looking for here with OCAST and putting again kids through that pipeline uh, here in the state to figure out what you want to do. And uh, earlier the better. So you mentioned HIMSAW. So we got Max here, representative from HIMSAW, the great company, great Oklahoma company. So Max, tell us, how does your company support and enhance the internship experience of STEM students? Are there specific projects or initiatives that have been proven particularly beneficial for you guys? So that's an interesting one. Typically, we take on at least one STEM intern every year. So that's going to be from the high school level all the way up through uh, graduate students. And one of the things we've kind of learned over the years is the earlier on in the process, we want to bring someone in who doesn't necessarily know what they want to do. So we developed a a multidisciplinary experience. So they start in mechanical, then they go to electrical, then they go spend time as a manufacturing engineer Mm -hmm. and experience different areas of it. So when they come out, they've got a much better idea of do they want to be an engineer? Do they want to be a programmer? So by doing that, it's really allowed students to understand what they want to become once they go to graduate. Yeah, that's great. Himsaw has been, you guys have been out at the park for? Since 1975. Right. Uh, we started out in California in my grandfather's garage, and now we've got uh, approximately 150 employees out in the industrial park. That's awesome. Dave, I mean, again, this is one example. Uh, Himsaw is certainly one of our best, but are there other companies out at MidAmerica involved You mentioned the presence that you have out there for multiple companies. Yeah, absolutely. Google is a great supporter. Maybe Scott can get into more detail about that. But they're all about technology, and the kids just love Google, obviously. Yes. Uh, So that's attractive. And we have many other companies. What we believe is that when the companies actually help determine the curriculum and the programs, they're more likely to be a part of it. Yeah, good point. Instead of saying, here it is, if you like it, we let them develop it. And that's one thing about MidAmerica that's unique is we have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. We can create this family within the park and let the companies decide. It's great. I'll swing this to Scott and Max. So, I mean, considering the evolving landscape, <laughs> and it's ever evolving right now, of technology and industry, how does Mayop and HIMSAW collaborate with you know educational institutions with the support of organizations like OCAST to kind of bridge that gap between knowledge gained in STEM programs and practical skills required in the industry. And Scott or Max, if you want to start there. Okay. So yeah, really from the uh, manufacturer's perspective, one of the things 
is we want to make sure that not only you're learning the theoretical, you're learning the practical. Yeah. Because so many students come out knowing so much of the theory, but the education doesn't stop when you leave school. So really trying to impart that on students early has helped. And as more and more automation has come on board, I mean, we were touring uh, Canoe this morning and the amount of automation they're putting in their facility. It's a lot. And with the automation becoming more and more important, getting the robotics into the schools early, getting exposure to it from a young age, sometimes even as early as uh, elementary school has been just a huge benefit. Yeah, that's good. Anything else uh, on that? Yeah. So, you know, I think through the STEM programs, one of the things that we attempt to do is try to get ahead of the game a little bit with our young people and make sure that they've got the technical skills that they're going to need for jobs that maybe aren't even created yet. And so they're able to get exposure to uh, current applications, but at the same time, they're able to get exposed to advancing technologies. And so the partnerships with the educational institutions or higher educational institutions and organizations like OCAST bring that knowledge and that expertise to us. And so they've got a great network that that we're able to leverage. And so, for example, the program that Abby went through, there were several different folks that were able to come in and, and provide some training and robotics and and other other technologies that again just kind of get them ahead of the game a little bit yeah so abby speak to the mentorship and the guidance you received during your stem internship i mean hands-on experience great communication skills i'm glad you mentioned it because you know the point of this automation piece you're we're going to need a lot of people overseeing a lot of that automation as well and communication is going to be key there but tell us a little bit about the mentorship uh, piece of it so the first true mentor that I had in my like STEM career was Dr. Jenny Peters. She was the instructor for the Applied Engineering Technology Program. And I think it's really encouraging to have a woman in STEM to look up to. That was quite something that was terrifying for me to go into an internship with mostly boys, let's be honest. Yeah. It was an interesting process because I had to kind of accept the fact that it would be mostly men. And I was worried that maybe it would be a different environment that wasn't so inviting, Mm -hmm. but I was completely wrong. Like the whole internship was completely inviting. Every single mentor that I had helped me in amazing ways. And I'd like to speak on the fact that Max and Doug also kind of took in my little group to help with their projects and their employee Colby Devo helped me with that. And He was always very patient with us. You know, high schoolers are hard to work with sometimes. (laughs) So he was very patient and answered all of our questions. And then through the internship, we also did some workforce development with um, Megan Edwards through Northeast Tech. And that's also very encouraging to have women that are there to help us out with workforce development. And then through Hemsol, I worked on some CNC machines at the Center of Excellence in Pryor. And James helped me with his CNC machines anytime I broke something. (laughs) And then, of course, I'd like to speak on John Jackson at Raycor. He was my supervisor during my summer internship after senior year. 
he quite literally just threw me in the field and he was like, you're going to go have fun, do some good things, help everyone out. I was like, okay, let's do this. And then the best of all is Tony Beck, Brittany Greer, and Scott Fry at Mid-America Industrial Park. And I really have to thank them, especially for the guidance leading into OSU because they were the people that helped me with it. That's right, you're there. I mean, OSU should give you some sort of tuition waiver there, Scott, for that uh, (laughs) recruitment effort. So Max, obviously... Abby is a success story, but share a, another success story from your your STEM internship that, that kind of highlights the effectiveness of the preparation provided by yeah. Mayop. Well, and really with that innovation center program, it spanned multiple years. So Abby's a great example of it. We've also had a couple others. Uh, Talia was a great example of it. And really seeing what they learned through the Mid-America uh, partnership with OCAST and seeing how they led the team, they really were able to demonstrate the knowledge and experience you guys gained through that program and come up with some solutions that, quite frankly, you would expect to see out of a sophomore or a junior Mm -hmm. level engineering student, something you would not expect from a high school student. So having that knowledge gained at such an early level is going to just help carry them all the way through. Yeah, well, it's very true. It's very true. I I mean, again, hopefully this is a... A reminder, but also maybe lights a fire under other people around the state that we can't just be doing this at Mid-America in the eighth largest industrial park in the world. We should be doing this across the state. So, Scott, from your perspective as a STEM internship supporter, obviously, how have you seen this program benefit the companies in the park and across northeast Oklahoma? Sure. So I think that programs like this, it gives our companies the opportunity to be an integral part of that workforce development process, right? So when we talk about um, talent attraction, talent recruitment, retention also has to be a part of that. And so the experiences that these students get at companies like Hemsaw, those are things that uh, can only be learned on the job. And so there's only so much we can do outside of that particular environment. And so having them at the table is just absolutely invaluable. And so at the end of the day, our ultimate goal is to demonstrate to these young people what the opportunities are for them with the intention of bringing them back, retaining them in these communities. And again, the companies can be a big part of that. But, uh, you know, I think, as you said, it needs to be replicated, right? And I'm happy to say that this program has been replicated in a nearby community. So, you know, I think that there is a chance for it to be scaled out across the state. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, you know, OCAST and other organizations really make up our entire program of workforce development. Mid-America delivers. So basically what we've done is we've taken existing resources like OCAST, managed them to the point where we deliver them to students and employees in a way that's very effective, right? Workforce is a very complex issue. You have all these resources. You have to get them at the right time, right place, affordable, and relevant. So that's what this is a part of. So I want to thank OCAS for sure and really all the other organizations that make this successful. I think you guys have certainly successfully kind of connected those dots, I think, for a lot of listeners today as far as what resources are out there. Certainly a huge success story for us and an economic driver for the state up at Mid-America. We always kind of end the conversation, you know, we talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, we talked to a lot of companies that are building businesses in Oklahoma when they could be doing it anywhere. You know, let's start, Max, with you. I mean, why Oklahoma? Why be in Oklahoma again? You mentioned, you know, started in a garage in in that other state way out west, California, but 
uh, why have you stayed in Oklahoma for so long? Well, really, it's the partnership with the state, partnership with the uh, local groups, and also the partnership with government groups like OCAST. Because we've got a lot of resources we can tap on with a very pro-manufacturing state, it really helps us build a better environment for our employees. On top of that, centrally located in the uh, U.S., so it allows us to get easy trucking, easy shipping, easy uh, rail transportation throughout the country. So it makes it really great to distribute a product. We talk about that central location a lot. Any other thoughts on why Oklahoma? I mean, Abby, you you chose to stay in Oklahoma, obviously. I mean, that OSU program certainly was a big deal for you. Yeah, I'd say definitely three stories of awesomeness and in-state tuition. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely played a part in it. We love that. And hopefully, again, you stay in Oklahoma after you graduate. Scott, any Thoughts? Yeah, I'll be the one to be cliche. It's a great place to live, work, and play, right? You know, Oklahoma has a plethora of outdoor activities. And so, you know, we don't, uh, what what, what is the saying? All work, no play. Mm -hmm. And so definitely a lot of opportunity for that play, but an incredible place to do business. I mean, it's exciting to see a program that started five to six years ago and is now has developed in helping students achieve what they want to do. That's really what we're about at MidAmerica. We have the flexibility and the capital to be able to invest in these different things. So, for example, we're investing in housing. We're taking these different issues that come up over time and we're able to address them. We have about a thousand acres for housing. Uh, We invest in STEM program. We're also investing in our own center of excellence that provides training, a partnership with the Cherokee Nation, you know, largest tribe in the country. We're located between Bentonville and Tulsa. Great place to be. No doubt. uh, Right off four lane. So uh, that's kind of my Reader's Digest sales pitch. It's it's fantastic. (laughs) Thank you for the softball. Yeah, (laughs) no, you did very well there. So Dave, for people to track down MidAmerica, obviously we can Google MidAmerica Industrial Park, but uh, website? M-A-I-P.com. Great. And uh, Max over at Hemsaw, what, what's so, your... Hemsaw, uh, H-E-M-S-A-W.com. Excellent. Excellent. I can't thank you all enough for being here, for demonstrating why you've chosen Oklahoma, but also helping connect some dots for hopefully some parents and guardians of kids and looking for opportunities inside the state of Oklahoma. So thank you all for being here. Well, thank you for your support and all of your work in workforce and economic development. We couldn't do it without you. Well, we appreciate it very much. That concludes the Innovate That podcast. And as I've said, it's brought to you by the wonderful people at OCAST. If you like the show, and we certainly hope you do, please post a review. Uh, Hit the like or subscribe button located almost anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. And I want to, again, thank you again for joining us. Make sure to tune in next time to the Innovate That podcast.